Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Joey Rinaldi. Joey Rinaldi, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I saw your setup there on the other end, man. You got a couple of mics. You are deluxe. You're ready to go. Yeah, it's because I knew nothing about podcasting. And then a few months ago, I started a podcast. And so every day, I've just been like, slowly building more stuff to make me better at this thing. I hope I sound good right now. Oh, now you sound amazing, man. I can't wait. Now tell me where can people find you do your funny online? I follow you at the Joey Rinaldi at both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and if you type at the Joey Rinaldi, I'll show up anywhere like Venmo, Facebook, that's just where I am everywhere. Okay, cool. And what we're going to talk about today is, uh, is you got a new podcast coming out. It's uh, Trailer Trashing. I love it. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it came out, I think, like six weeks ago. Okay. We have six episodes out. And the whole podcast is, is uh, just me and my two buddies watching and making fun of movie trailers. It's ah. that simple. Yeah. So which ones have you done so far? So each week we pick, so we don't do like new movies coming out. We just like do trailers of movies that already exist. So like each week we pick a new theme, like the most recent episode we did baseball movies. So we watched the movie trailers of The Sandlot, uh, of Fever Pitch and uh, Air Bug, like seventh inning fetch. (laughs) Okay, cool. And you guys are just fucking, you guys are being hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like all podcasts um, are just like people riffing. So we were like, we need a reason to riff. So we were like, movie trailers, that will be the reason that makes us funny, I guess. We'll just... Yeah, and so is, is the reason why you kind of started because you're, you're kind of quarantining with a couple funny people? Uh, it's actually something that I started like a month right before quarantining began. Okay. And then we released it over quarantine. So everybody just like thinks we're, we're like a quarantine podcast, but no, that's a... We were we had this plan. This was in the works for, since February. <laughs> and so are you doing it? Are you doing it remotely? Um, yeah, uh, there's an amazing uh, uh, app we found called Zencaster where we've been recording remotely, and it sounds pretty good. Like it actually feels like we're in all one room together, even though we're all far apart. Yeah, I've been trying some of these podcast things. Like I was going to do with Squadcast, and it didn't work for shit. And so I'm I'm go- I'm happy to finally be kind of up to date when it comes to what Skype and, and Zoom and we're on Zoom right now. But uh, after trailer trashing, you also have a one man show coming out. Yeah. So uh, that was another thing that right before quarantine, I was um, I had this one man show called Storytime with Joey Rinaldi. And I had I did it a bunch. Like I did it like six nights at under St. Mark's. I, I did it a few nights at the crane and I even did it a few times outside of New York city, like in my hometown in Stanford, Connecticut. And uh, I was just doing this show a bunch and um, I, I recorded it one night. We had this sold out show at the crane theater, which is this lovely theater above New York comedy club on fourth street. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we sold it out. We packed it out. So I got a whole film crew an audio crew and we like, professionally filmed it and um so we're in the process of editing that and i'm gonna be releasing that soon and i I don't really know exactly what we're gonna do with it right now there's a chance we may actually go on amazon and may go through some film festivals before that and i'm just really excited about it and now what's what kind of differentiates a a one one man show versus just like a stand-up set so I feel like um, the um, difference between because I feel like a a stand-up special normally is like 
I stand up special is like, this is me, I'm a comedian, and I have a bunch of new jokes, and this is my hour of great jokes. And yeah. I feel like a one-man show is more like, I'm a comedian who's trying to do like a poignant thing, and I'm oh. using my jokes to like help. I feel like almost a one-man show is almost like, a, like an essay with like a thesis, and like the jokes is like the body of it. And can, and, uh, you, can you let us know the thesis of Storytime with Joey Rinaldi? And, and by the way, I, just because it's like a, I have a poignant thesis doesn't mean it, it, it's a meaningful thing. It's very stupid <laughs> and goofy. So uh, what's, well, what's the goofy thesis? Uh, it's just that uh, 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 I have a really embarrassing uh, life and that I feel as if hearing my embarrassing stories, it, it will be helpful for other people to know that they're not as crazy because like, well, like, like we're all kind of weird, and I think it's good for other people to hear other weirdos talk about their weird stories. So, like, no one's feeling super self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, what are some of the things that you're exploring on stage? If you could tell us, you don't have to tell me any jokes. Yeah, yeah, I, I tell us, I tell a bunch of stories. The story time with Jerry Dalton. One of the stories is how uh, my first kiss was with somebody who I later realized was actually like kind of my cousin. Like, like <laughs> uh, another story is how like I was like obsessed with this girl in high school and like I thought I was like being really romantic but right. then I realized that all like the stuff I perceived as romantic was just stalking because <laughs> I was like I'll just wait outside her classroom every day like, like I'll get out of my classes early and I'd run to her classes I'd be like I'm gonna stand right here so when you catch up so I'll come outside I'll be like I'll be there waiting and <laughs> and, and I, I didn't really understand that you're not supposed to do that <laughs> And, 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 how did you find out that that was inappropriate? Did, uh... it, it was just like one of those things where like all the girls in my school were like, hey, you got to stop um, following Haley. I was like, I'm not following her. I'm being romantic. They go, no one thinks that. <laughs> like, I love that. And, yeah. and, and, and I blame, I, so the, 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 I blame romance movies. And, and this is something that I think a lot of people, like the whole point of my show is that I, I feel like it's relatable to a lot of people because like, they can connect with the, I think everybody at some point thinks very stupidly and, and I never ended, and so like one of the stupid things that I thought is that like, if you just follow what romance movies do, you'll be fine. Like that's the ticket to getting ladies. Yeah. And it's not true. Romance movies only work in the movie. Doing those things in real life is just bizarre. Like <laughs> Ryan Gosling, The Notebook, he builds Rachel McAdams a house, which the girls watching the movie will be like, oh my God, that's so sweet. I want somebody building me a house. But then if you go out in society and build a girl a house, she's like, I'm not walking in that house. I'm not stepping foot in there. That's creepy. Get away from me. I will not leave that house alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like at 14, 15 years old, I, I didn't know what to think. I just like saw girls jaw dropping for Ryan Gosling. So I was like, oh, I got to be this guy. And I spent my whole high school just trying to be that character. <laughs> <laughs> and so what are some of, you know, is there anything else? I mean, I fucking love that. And I think... I think sometimes people are uh, on the other side of that. People are thinking that men are learning a lot of their sex from porn, which is fucked up. And so I think a woman would be like, fucking don't do that. Don't fucking get your lessons from porn in the same way that I don't want you to get your lessons from romantic comedy. But yeah. But basically anywhere guys can learn anything about women. It's just, no matter what it is, they, they interpret it wrong. Whether it's Ryan Gosling, the notebook, whether it's porn, it's just, the guys are just fucking, they're clueless. Yeah. And I think, I, I think the, the problem is certain, certain of these things coming out of Ryan Gosling's mouth will work. Oh, because coming, it's, right. it's fucking yeah. Ryan Gosling. He could fucking show up and not say a fucking word and, and they'd be boning in about three seconds. 
I, exactly. So um, the, 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 that was, so I feel like there's a lot of stories like that that I share that is relatable. And, and like, I tell another one about how, um, uh, like, comedians are, like, desperate for, like, you talk to a lot of comedians, so you know this. Comedians are just so desperate to perform that, like, they, 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 they'll, perf they'll say yes to performing before thinking about the thing they're going to perform at. <laughs> and I, 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 I have a doorman in my apartment building who is like, yo, I'm going to hook you up, son. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to get you to perform. And I'm like, I don't care. Just if you have a show, I'll come. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't really like, read any of his text messages. I was just like, KK, whatever. I wasn't really paying attention. And so I show up to find that um, my doorman brought me to an underground like drug dealing party. It was like all these like scary looking face tattoo guys. Oh my god! And he was like, "Dude, you're the entertainment." And I'm like, "That's not that's not good," because like I am, that's not like I'm more of like a like, like my comedy is like more like Full House, <laughs> and like I do not relate to like The Wire or like Breaking Bad. And like that was like the type of scene I was at. And then did any of I mean did you perform and did any of your stuff uh, get laughs? Uh, I, I, sorry, I talk about that a lot in my, in my one man show. Uh, okay. yeah, but, uh, the, the thing that I do to finally get them to laugh is that, um, there was like this like really scary guy selling empanadas. And I was like, what are you doing with those empanadas? And he was like, yo, these empanadas, there's weed in them. They get you high. And I was like, oh, of, of course the empanadas get you, where the drug dealing coach. And I should have known that. <laughs> like, there's not going to be just a scary face that you guy with empanadas if they don't get you high. <laughs> That's so fucking cool, man. And so just like talking to this guy back and forth, like, cause I ended up just talking back and forth to the empanada guy for like the rest of my, my entirety of my set. Yeah. And that was the only thing that could make these guys laugh because if I just talked, told them any of my typical jokes, they, they just were not having it at all. Like they, they didn't want to- They wouldn't laugh at your full house shit. Yeah, no, like I was trying to tell them, I was like, guys, I had a problem in high school. I thought I was Ryan Gosling and they, they, they did not find that funny at all. They're like, They're like who like, the fuck is Ryan Gosling? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just nothing worked. Dude, yeah, it, he doesn't register as much on the streets as he does the sheets. No, <laughs> that's a great line. No, I, I definitely not. And so, yeah, um, so what are some of the other things that have happened in your life that might be kind of ripe for exploring in the one-man show? Uh, my whole life, I, I just can't stop getting into embarrassing situations. Like, uh, my, my time taking the driver's test was on the day of 420 when I was 16, like 420 was the most important day of my life. So I, so I ate a weed brownie before going to my driving test. And uh, I, I was so like fucked up on the test that like, I started like fighting with my driving teacher because he, he was like telling me that like, I suck and like I'm driving bad and whatnot. And like, I don't know how this happened, but we, I, 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 I hit like a nerve in his heart and we ended up having like a heart to heart. He started crying on the, this is a true story. Oh my he started God. Yeah, and like still to this day, I don't understand how I got to this terrible conversation with him. And then like, like this conversation led to him opening up about how his wife just died. <laughs> and, oh my god! I know, I know, and it's and it's this all would have this only happened because I went on my driving test high. Like, there's no way uh... if I went sober, I would have had this emotionally like intense conversation with. That's some dangerous ass shit too. I mean, you're driving high. He's crying his eyes out. Yeah, yeah. I, well, so he didn't know I was like, he just thought I was like a, like a, like a wise guy. And, yeah. and, at, and at one point when he was crying about his dead wife, he was like, and now look, I'm making you sad. Your eyes are all red. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's why my eyes are red. Let's go with that. Let's, ah. let's. And, and um, it, it was, it was so like dramatic because it started raining as well. 
and it began raining. And he was like, you know what? You're a good kid. It, no one should have to drive in the pouring grade for the driving test. I'm just going to pass you. Dude. Even though, even though I should have been like arrested or something. Dude, I, f- I fucking love that, man. That's, that itself is like a romantic comedy. He's, yeah. cr- he's crying. You have red eyes from, from weed. It's, it starts rain. It's raining down. Anybody looking in would be thinking you guys are gay lovers just having yeah. it out. Oh man. But the, the, the kicker is, is that, um, after that, that happened, I, I go to the driving center to show my mom that like I passed my driving test and she was like to celebrate, you should drive home. And, uh, my mom is a lot smarter than my driving instructor because the second I got in the car with my mom, she was like, "Oh, you you're fucked up. You 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 should not be driving right now." Like like like, and she's like her exact words were like, "I don't care what the state of Connecticut thinks. In my household, you do not have a license." Oh, that's fucking cool. So you were not going to use their car anytime soon. No, I I got my license in like the beginning of junior year of, co- of high school, and my mm-hmm. mom didn't let me start driving the family car till like mid senior year. So I was, <laughs> wow. yeah, that, that probably cramped your love life as much as stalking did. Oh my god, it cramped my love life so much. And, and like the second I started driving, I, I I was that asshole idiot who totally got got used. Cause all these girls who were younger than me, who were like who were like sophomores and I were seniors, would be like, "Oh my God, Joey, you have a car? Like we should hang out." And then before I know it, I'm just buying a bunch of girls ice cream. I'm like, "Why are all your friends in my back seat? And why am I just driving you to the ice cream store? I thought we were having a date right now." And they were like, "No, man, <laughs> not not chump." Yeah, they just need a because sophomore girls in high school, they just need a ride to sixteen handles. That's all. That's all they're looking for. Uh, it's like you're driving me to hit on the guy that I actually really want to hit on, and that's the guy working at the ice cream place. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was my uh, that was my mo, and I and I you don't realize it's happening because in the moment you're just so happy that a girl's talking to you that you're like, yeah, yeah. sure. And so, I mean, it sounds like you learned a lot of lessons the hard way, but you learned them when you were younger, and so now are you just fucking just slaying with dating and things like that? Are you just so wise or are you still kind of falling into the same traps or, or new traps that you're only now recognizing? Uh, I feel like I'm still just processing what happened to me in high school. Yeah. Uh, there's a great quote. I, I, I forgot who said it, but somebody said it to me recently and he was quoting somebody famous, I think. But the quote is that um, your first 18 years of life you're living and then after that, you're just processing what happened in your first 18 years of life. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> Dude, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I peaked when I was about 12 or 18. Man, I was a fucking badass, and it was all downhill from there, dude. So You peaked when you were 12 or 18? Well, or, I mean, 12, that... 12 was the highest. 12, you know, like, fucking eighth, eighth grade, the highest peak ever. Freshman of college, another, you know, pretty, pretty good peak. High school, you know, senior, pretty good peak. But then it was all downhill from there. Yeah, my face fucking exploded, like, with acne and shit. Oh shit! And so the same shit that used to play for Ryan Gosling version of me didn't play for the Brian Coppin version of me. Let me tell you. <laughs> so you had to get, get wise pretty quick and adapt. And I just kind of took myself out of the market. You know, I wasn't slaying the, the quality pussy that I was before. And so, uh, so I, I decided, hey man, if I can't win the game, take myself out, coach. <laughs> no, you, you're totally out. You you threw the jersey on the rafter. You were you were tired. Yeah, right. I fucking hung him up, dude. I didn't want to do a Jordan. Well, I mean, I guess Jordan came back and won three more, but I didn't want to do uh, do anything else, man. Come back less than because it's like, dude. I mean, if you're used to one level of treatment and then you're not getting that that treatment anymore, it's like, fuck that shit. But wait, Brian, where do you live? I'm in Astoria. 
Okay, you're in a story. I, I, when quarantine's over and the bars open up, uh, I, I'm taking you out for like yeah. one last hurrah. I, I, I'm, I'm getting you back out there. Like, it may not be when Jordan came back to the Bulls a second time, but it, it'd be like when Jordan goes to the Wizards, you know? Like, you'll at least get like a nice season in. But I think it's going to at least be hilarious. I mean, with Joey Rinaldi, I mean, some shit's going to go down that's going to be either fuel for my podcast or fuel for your fucking comedy, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when are you guys going to, so, so you're, you were thinking about getting a film crew out there to film it for Amazon or whatever, and then the current status of that is, I guess, kind of on hold. No, but no, you, what, what, Yeah, when do you we think we're going to see story time? No, no, it, it's film. It, it's fucking beautiful. It's all shot and everything. Now, where is it, on YouTube? Well, no, it's not out yet. Uh, uh, I, I'm, 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 right now, I'm figuring it out if, if it's going to be sh- uh, posted on Amazon video or yeah. if i'm gonna hold it out and do a festival festival run before releasing on amazon it's definitely gonna be out on some streaming platform hopefully before 2021 oh good good yeah okay. i don't i don't have a set date like uh, my birthday is august 11th it'd be really cool if i could have it released around my birthday yeah uh but um but my my editor and my producer uh is currently i hope figuring that out i think he i think he's working on it right now <laughs> yeah my question is like the follow-up like because you packed a lot of life into uh story time with joe rinaldi like do you have to just go live another life that way you can have a uh, you know the follow-up the successful follow-up uh <laughs> i feel like uh my, my i think my mom said it best i think she said something she's like i think you purposely makes bad stuff happen in your life so you have more to talk about on stage <laughs> so I, I i think i'm just gonna be doing that a couple more times so i can have another show yeah i love it i love it you just go out and fucking live your life and uh it's just gonna joey rinaldi will always have something funny happen i mean he's gonna end up eating a uh, weed epinatas yeah yeah and doing another driver's test hi yeah because maybe i try to get my my, my forklift license or something <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that. And then tra- the trailer trashing, that's coming out. Like, how often are you guys releasing? Uh, every Tuesday. We have six episodes out. We'll have another episode next Tuesday. Yeah, uh, every Tuesday we just have a new episode out. Oh, good. And then we can keep track of that everywhere with the Joey Ren- the Joey Rinaldi at both, at everywhere. Anywhere yeah. I feel so many types in the Joey Rinaldi, the internet knows who the fuck they want. Yeah, get my Google Plus account, get yes. my MySpace, get Venmo. my... Uh, Venmo, Vimeo, uh, YouTube. Tinder, yeah, it, it, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Dude, and, he, and he no longer stalks people, so if you see him on Tinder, man, swipe the correct the correct way. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely don't stalk uh, stalk anyone. I learned that lesson the hard way. Dude, I uh, love it. Yeah, learning the the hard lessons and making them funny. That's the story time with Joey Rinaldi. Yeah, and, and I love how Led Zeppelin made like um their albums like the first you know like the first like four led zeppelin albums are like led zeppelin one two three yeah, four yeah. i i i love just story time with joy reality that i feel like i could just follow that format just be like joy reality part two joy reality part three and just yes just but, keep I mean, the story but yeah but you got to make sure man you, yeah when me and you go out to the bars man we got to really live because we need to give you more material yeah for part two hell yeah, yeah. okay joy Rinaldi, thank you so much man yeah thanks for having me brian it's always a blast talking to you